Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, and I just found out very OCD. OCD. I'm three mm-hmm. times OCD. Uh-huh. That he should be a think topic. For yeah, we should do that. Didn't we do that already? Didn't we do it three times? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should, yes, we should do that topic three times just to make sure it gets, it gets we, uh, we haven't done OCD right. yet? We did ADHD and ADHD. Uh. But I think are those those are pretty different, no, huh? Yeah, they can be different. Yeah, yeah they so, can be a little the same. Who knows? Let's we just don't do really that know today. Anything. Let's let's take everybody's questions about vertigo today and just apply them <laughs> to OCD. And we'll just link yeah. it somehow. We'll just we'll just pretend they're saying OCD and then we'll just see if it works uh-huh. out. I think uh, it will. Yeah, and that other gentleman's voice who you're hearing in the laughter is coming from Hottie Patati Will Schmidt, what up? Hollywood trainer of the stars. He's promised me a birthday lap dance today, so mm-hmm. I'm going to make him hold uh, good on that promise. Yeah, he should have it coming. So what you need to do today is um, Ken is going to explain why it's important that you like us on Facebook. But when oh. you go and you like us, you need to put in there, happy birthday, Kenna, because yes. today's Kenna's birthday. Exactly. Woo-hoo. 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 I'm a year older. She's 27. Mm-hmm. And Again. Again. <laughs> and, um, and that's good times. That's uh-huh. fun for everybody. So hey, just wish her a happy birthday, even though by the time you hear this, it's going to be like it's three the, weeks yeah, later. Yeah, and I'll be like, hey, we're, you're, you're late mm-hmm. right. to the party. Uh, but I am expecting my spankings from you boys, both of you later. Um, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead, do whatever, drop whatever you're doing. If you got a baby in your arms, if you, I don't know, if you got your martini, drop it for a second. Mm-hmm. You the can baby come will back. hold on to the yeah, martini. Yeah, for it'll you. hold on to the martini. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and like us on Facebook at Kick It in the Nuts. You know, like Tony said, we're going to post topics there that we're going to be doing on future shows, and you guys can post any questions there you want us to cover, and we'll probably cover it. You know, we don't skip that many. Mm-hmm. Even, Only ones we don't really know the answers to. I like I like it when we have ones. We got some today that I'm that I'm going to be like I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's going to oh be fun. Oh my gosh, I got to take a picture of this. Tony yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, there'll be What's some stuff. What's up with that? It's good times. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com. Woohoo! <laughs> Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And every time we say Audible.com, we get $100. Audible.com. 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 All right, so today we're talking about dizziness and vertigo, and I know that I experience this sometimes. It's probably due, I guess you're probably going to talk about it, but my low blood pressure, I'll stand up or I'll be seated or I'll do something really quickly, and then I feel like, okay, I see spots. i got to stand still for a second and make sure I center before I take another walk. It also happens after I've drank uh-huh, a bunch right. of alcohol, too. Exactly. Right. That's a different thing, yeah, I think, too. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to talk about the low blood pressure thing a little bit and kind of give us a, uh, an intro to that and what we're going to be talking about a lot? Yeah. If you've done any of the uh, – read any of 
Tony's books or done any the courses we have online, like the Digestive Issues course, and you've heard us talk about the term electrolyte deficiency, which is basically you have low blood pressure, you don't have enough minerals to run your brain and run your body right. So all those signals that your nervous system is trying to send your body and their body's trying to send back to your brain just don't come through on time. They don't come through with all the information that they need. And so you can be not only dizzy and feel disoriented, but also very forgetful or low energy, anxiety, depression, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of things together. can come yeah, fun up. Stuff. So this dizzy. Oh. Go, I was oh. just going to say, this oh. is just one option for that. What oh, I was just going to say, if I wasn't so electrolyte deficient, I could probably be like some kind of genius. Probably. Probably. Considering how slow. smart you're already. <laughs> I, I know. Wow. All right. So, yeah. yeah, that happens. We've talked about that before when we talked about the podcasts on depression and anxiety, cravings also. All this stuff always comes back to low blood pressure as one of the primary causes. And what primarily causes that is... Weak digestion, so you don't get a lot of the nutrients from your food, and imbalanced blood sugar. Because usually, when you don't have strong digestion, you just eat carbs, and it puts you on this blood sugar roller coaster. And Ups as and downs and crashes. And right. And as your blood sugar goes up and down, so does your blood pressure. So if you're trying to figure out, is my vertigo caused by this electrolyte deficiency thing, try to pay attention to, do sometimes during the day it's there, and sometimes it's not. Because if that can relate you can do your little self-test and see oh well right now i can't stand upright and my blood pressure is like under 100 whatever it is then you can see like oh maybe i should work on this whereas if it's there really constant all the time whether you just ate or not your blood pressure is decent then you might want to look at these other causes of vertigo which can be more anatomical yeah and and we're going to talk about it there's a the thing about uh dizzy spells and vertigo is that there's a huge, long list of possible causes for for both of them. Um, And we could never cover all of them in the show, and the variety is wide. Like, there's all, you know, an infection in your ear, you know, all kinds of stuff that can happen. Um, But we're going to talk about uh, the most common that we see. And that will allow you to look at your own physiology, see if maybe that's an issue for you. And if it is, then you might be able to take some steps that could see some improvement. But... When we're talking about the low blood pressure stuff and the, the, ele- the lack of the ability for signals to, to make it all the way through, uh, kind of picture it like, you know, it's minerals in your body that these signals, they're kind of electrical signals kind of bounce off of these minerals so that they can make it where they're supposed to go from the brain to the body to the body to the brain or maybe they swing by a, a pancreas or something, you know, but wherever they're going, they need that electricity to make it happen. And when we don't have a lot of minerals, um, it kind of can cause problems where those signals don't travel correctly, and then we can feel a little dizzy. And and maybe you maybe you're someone who also deals with like motion sickness, you know, and stuff like that. Maybe that's another symptom that you experience too. Um, so you can just look at your blood pressure and see it. And what kind of number are we looking at, Will, when we look at that? Well, if it's under one thirteen over seventy three. So systolic below 113 and diastolic under 73, we usually say that's electrolyte deficiency. So you can check that out. You can get like a little home blood pressure monitor cuff or go into a pharmacy and test your own. Right. And just test your own blood pressure and see if it's below that. You might want to look at that as a clue that your dizziness could be related to. Right. And, And when you check your blood pressure, it's best to do it at least two hours after a meal so that all those sugars and everything from that meal are not 
in your blood and raising that blood pressure. It could give you like a false, oh, my blood pressure is okay, but then an hour later it's really in the dirt. Mm. So it's best to do it about two hours after. And we, we teach people how to do these simple self-tests that we talk about in our free digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. Do people really get cars sick or do they just want to sit in the front seat? It's shotgun. Yeah. They just want a shotgun yeah, every time. They just time. want to be I able to push the buttons. Like, oh, I get car sick. I have to sit in the front seat. Yeah. No, that's a real thing. So that's, that's, and that's kind of a motion sickness. And a lot of those people um, have low blood pressure where they don't have enough resources for when you start jiggling them around a little bit. Especially riding with me. Right, right. Yeah. Um, things can't maneuver as well um also a lot of people will have an issue of uh you know they'll be lying down and when they get up like you were saying that's when they have like a dizziness or lightheadedness Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing uh and what happens is when we're lying flat like that and we come up that the blood is supposed to be able to be pushed to the head so that it can continue to function low so it doesn't get blood pressure is low or maybe uh adrenals sometimes help in that process if they're um, fatigued from dealing with so many other problems that the body's having that may not function as well. But a lot of times if you can lift the blood pressure and get them more resources, that the body can do that maneuver of sitting up from the couch. I know that's a complex maneuver, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you want to do without a seatbelt and a helmet on or something, but... If you have enough resources, you can do advanced I movers. Just stop sitting on the couch so right. much. That's right. the, the, the solution there. But also with working out too. Sometimes you know you're working out and then all of a sudden you stand or something, or you have been standing but you just you stand up straight and you're like, whoa, I'm dizzy. So yeah, but now you're just thing. now. Yeah, I think that was Amber's question. You're just going to step all over I'm Amber's question. Really hard to do. Exactly. And you have to, you're going to have exactly. to use your I'm birthday card uh, uh-huh. with that on, on Amber. <laughs> oh, but sorry, there's Amber. a lot of questions. I'll still read it. Uh huh. So why don't we um, get into them because there's some other stuff to talk about and we'll cover it in the questions and then we'll So have... we're getting into questions now? Sure. Well, all right. Well, that was quick. You want to do birthday cake first? Or? Oh, if I thought you were being serious, I'd get excited <laughs> right now. This is how he it's tortures me. It's a paleo cake. Don't get too excited. Right. Uh, Carmen from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've had dizziness for the last two weeks now and was prescribed antivert for vertigo, even though I was negative for the eye test. The antivert does not work for me, and I was wondering if there are any natural regimens I can do at home to relieve these symptoms. So when she says she did okay on the eye test, um, you know, actual clinical vertigo is, they say, is kind of where you either feel like the room is spinning or maybe you're spinning inside your head. Um, and that can be a lot different than just feeling a little dizzy or feeling a little lightheaded. And, and the dizzy and the lightheaded is, is more common with the low blood pressure. And, and we see that that's probably the cause 60-70% of the time, at least. But uh, another cause is inner ear issues. And there can be a wide variety of them. But they do this test where um, there's like these little calcium crystal stones that are in our inner ear and up in these canals and places like that. And they can either get dislodged or they move to the wrong place. And when this happens, it affects how that inner ear functions and a person can experience vertigo. And why this is happening, I, I have no clue. I mean, I have some thoughts. I think... We'll kind of get into it with some of these other people's questions. But when this issue is happening, 
you can do this test where your eyes will move involuntarily and then they know this is the issue that's going on. I think they put you in like a special goggle where it's kind of uh, dark in there or maybe you can only look at one object or something and then if you do this involuntary movement, the cameras in the goggles pick it up and they understand that, okay, this is what the problem so is. So your inner ear is like responsible for balance? Yeah, it's, it can be... It ha- there's a lot of functions in there that can contribute to balance because a lot of people, maybe they're not spinning, but they have balance issues where, I mean, there's people that are living in a wheelchair because when they stand up, they fall over because oh. of these balance issues. And a lot of that can be from what they will say is inner ear issues, but um, there's a wide variety of why those can happen. And deaf people don't naturally have that. I mean, just because you're deaf, you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be out of balance. Yeah, there's a, you know, different things can cause someone to be deaf as well. So I wouldn't even know where to start in that conversation. That I can probably, that's probably a conversation where I could be as dumb as possible. That might be fun. Maybe we should get into that. Um, But in any case, so let's picture these little stones rattling around up in the inner ear um, and it's causing problems. There's this uh, maneuver that like doctors and a lot of chiropractors will do, where it's called this Epley Maneuver. So if you feel like this could be an issue for you, you can look up Epley Maneuver, Google it, or YouTube or something, you'll find these videos of these doctors and chiropractors doing these maneuvers with these people of like moving their head and laying them down and rolling them over and all in this specific order. And they say that basically they're trying to get these stones into the right place so that all that machinery functions correctly. And they say it like really works in like seven out of ten cases that the person will feel better even on the first visit. Like one of those games where you're rolling the it's thing exactly, around. It's like the little maze and the marbles in there and they're trying to move it around. And they say that, that it's much more complicated than that, but that's an easy way to understand. I mean, you know, I can remember my mom telling me that your marbles are loose in your head, you know, and, 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 and she was right. But um, but this is that's just very interesting to me. But so this is one possible cause of vertigo, and she says that she passed the test, um, that her eyes were not moving involuntarily, so that probably is not the cause for her, but it sounds like her doctor says, well, let's just give you the medication for that anyways. So if that didn't work for you, then it's time to look at some other things. So you could look at blood pressure and see, is it low? Are minerals low? And then you could take some steps to lift them, and if that improved the situation, then you know what's going on. Cool. Wendy, my son has had bouts of... uh, what the heck? <laughs> My son has had bouts of vertigo. He's 33 and reasonably fit. He felt that it was stress-related. Is it possible that stress can cause vertigo? I kind of thought it had more to do with the electrolyte imbalance. I'll be looking forward to the podcast on this subject. Thanks, Tony. She's already got it down. Yeah. She already knows. She's, she's, she's a book reader, though. Mm-hmm. She's in our support group and um, has been having some success. Uh but let's do this question with, by answering OCD. We'll just put OCD in. <laughs> okay, yeah. And we'll just right. see if it works out. So if your son has OCD <laughs> and he's on antivert, uh, no. But, you know, we had an episode on stress. And uh, Will has a lot of good information on his site about stress and how to, how to simmer down now. Mm. But do you want to talk about how... If someone is electrolyte deficient, what stress can do to that and how that could magnify? Yeah. So if you're already kind of low on minerals and you're in that fight or flight sympathetic state, 
that's a state where your nervous system is accelerating glycolysis, so the speed at which you're burning sugar because of the perceived threat. It wants you to have lots of energy to deal with the tiger chasing you. Right. So you're going to burn through your sugars and your electrolytes even faster when you're stressed out like that, and that's not cool for someone who's already short on electrolytes and burning through sugar too quickly because they'll crash even faster. Right. So if a person can be dizzy from low resources, if you put them in a situation where they're using up even more resources, mm. that could exacerbate the dizzy. Mm. So we just slammed that wow. one. Right. Boom. Boom. Happening, Wendy. There we go. Thanks for stopping All by. All right. Gotcha. Amy, vertigo spells are horrible. They make you feel like you just stepped off a spinning ride. Makes you feel nauseous and dizzy, and if you try to stand, you'll even fall into a wall. Is there something to do or take naturally? Because I'm getting tired of paying a doctor and, and taking, fixing my wall. Yeah, and <laughs> taking meds that are addictive. I have been diagnosed with vertigo by a neurologist and medicated for over 10 years. Please tell me there is a solution. There is. There is a solution. There could be. Um... You, you know, one thing that's interesting is that uh, this thing about the stones being in the wrong place, the crystals, um, is really all over the the medical literature. Um, but a lot of times they're just using medications. So it might be worth checking out, you know, this this Epley maneuver. And it's spelled, A-E, it's spelled E-P-L-E-Y. So just Google that and see if that might be something for you. But the first step that I would want you to do is to take your blood pressure. Let's see where you are. See if you qualify to, to maybe need some help in other areas. And, and then, oh, yeah. go for it, Will. Sure. Yeah. I would like also that um, how is your body chemistry with the medication and without? And then you can kind of take a look at, like, what is the medication doing to your base body chemistry? Right. And then you can start to try to take steps to do that with nutrition uh-huh. instead. If you can take any time off from the men, not that I'm allowed to say that. Right, right, yeah. If it were me, I'd maybe try that. But yeah. I think she's was I think she was the one that's saying that the meds were not helping. Is that? What yeah, she's been on it from ten years and they're addictive, and she wants to do it naturally, so she is wanting to try. All oh, right, so if they are helping, yeah, you might be able to get a better understanding of what because they're doing. Because those meds are not pushing the crystals back into the right spot. Right, right. That's yeah, not what they're, they're doing, doing something different. Right. <laughs> so, but like to get your, uh, I know we've said it a bunch of times, but I don't know if we've said it this time or if it's just all running together. But so if you are electrolyte deficient or you do have low blood pressure, how are you going to raise that? Just, I know this answer, but I'm just Let's. Saying, it's your birthday. Let's it. see what you got. Oh, salts. <laughs> A uh, good mineral salt, like Celtic sea salt, uh-huh. can't be like table salt. Uh, happy you happy can birthday do a, one. Yeah, you can have a little uh, black strip molasses, a little of that, maybe like a teaspoon of that. You can do the concentrate mineral drops. You can do that. And if all that fails, you just have a big old piece of bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably not going to fix oh, it. Okay. That's where your birthday got oh, cut off. Oh, dang. Yeah. No, and what's the main thing you'd want to do if, with low blood pressure? I'd, I'd want to fix digestion. Come on. Oh, gosh. I've blocked it out now. I've blocked it out. And then I'd also try to, like, once you fix digestion, and this is really important, too. I'm, I'm finding myself having to say this more clearly with all the people I work with one-on-one, you have to really fix your digestion first before you try to really change a lot of things in your diet. Like, for example, if you're electrolyte deficient, most people in that case are also usually fast oxidizers, meaning they're, they're running mostly off of sugars. They're not using proteins and fats well for fuel. So 
for fast oxidizers, generally a good idea to eat a good amount of protein, especially like the gamey proteins that are high in what are called purines, like red meats and darker poultry and oily fish. But that's not going to work at all unless you fix your digestion. Because you can't break that down. They're harder to break down. Yeah, you're just going to feel awful and hate me if you just eat those meats. Mm-hmm. If you don't also add some stomach acid like betaine, HCL or something to help you do that so you can become more of a mixed oxidizer, a balanced oxidizer. And we find that most people with low blood pressure are there for, you know, one of the reasons is usually having a hard time pulling all the nutrients out of the food. They can also be peeing out more than they should, but... The most common situation is that um, yeah, there are, you know, Kenna mentioned some supplements that can help lift electrolytes right away, like concentrates, mineral drops, and sea salt. But the real goal should be to get minerals out of the food that you're eating, and then of course to try and eat foods that have more nutrients in them. And mm. also, like I didn't know, and I drink, I'm a ton, I'm a big water drinker, and I was drinking so much water, I was flushing myself out. So it's like you really have to qualify yourself and look at your yeah. numbers to see if you can drink that much water. That's yeah. a good point. That's perfect because that helps us see that there is nothing that is right for every person, even mm. more water. Some people can't, they don't qualify to drink more right. water. And we should also mention in the moment, like, it's not just like stomach acid for that. It's like what you said, that whole nutrient extraction thing happens from that that magic of when the acid from the stomach acid combines with the bile. So you have that that little sizzle of the acid and base or acid and alkaline thing where you liberate the nutrients from your food in that little chemical explosion. Right. And if you want to learn more about digestion, just listen or read anything that Will or I has ever said or written <laughs> and you'll learn about how to improve or digestion. Or my diary. Right, yes. That's, <laughs> Kenna's diary, diary is only filled it's with dear digestion. Yeah, exactly. I'm so glad I don't have diarrhea today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Moni from Paducah, Kentucky. I only suffer from dizziness and vertigo when I'm high up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I need to reread that. When I'm high up somewhere. I also have it if I'm looking at a picture or a show that shows a place of heights. <laughs> I can understand why when I personally am up high, but don't understand why the other times. Are you high when you're up high? Or? <laughs> you know, one thing to consider is, you know, Will was just talking about how stress can exacerbate some conditions or some dizzy spell issues. And uh, if you're if you have a fear of heights, then that's a stress to you, and that could create... A panic situation for your body where your body's freaking out and viewing that as a danger. Mm. Um, and that would make a little more sense for why, if you're watching an episode of CSI when they're on a, you know, 20th floor or something, that that would yeah. create actual dizziness for you because you're just on your couch. Yeah. Um, do you have thoughts on that, Will? I, no, I think you're right. I mean, I do think at, at high altitudes, though, we can definitely look at how your blood pressure would be. Intensely affected. Could it have something to do with oxygen? It maybe? could have. Yeah. Do, do, do oh my god, I'm so smart today. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be your oh birthday gosh, every day. Right? Wow. And there's less pressure, like osmotically, so then your blood pressure disperses more, which would make your the standing blood pressure lower. But I would expect that to happen being up high. Yeah. And I would not expect that to happen being upstairs. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just up in up in your yeah. bedroom upstairs. Yeah, I meant like in the Andes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> something where there's some action. So your second floor apartment, you're constantly. Yeah. Right. So, so understand this, though, Monty. It doesn't mean that we're saying that's just in your head. Um, the things in your head are creating changes in your physiology in your body. So if you have a fear of that, of being up high like that, then it could affect you just as if you were up high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Andrea, mine comes and goes. It can last for up to three or four weeks, then goes again. I find when I bend forward or when I'm lying down or turn over quickly, it's at its worst. Feels like my eyes are spinning eyes are spinning at a hundred miles an hour in my head. Such a scary, horrible feeling. Also putting my head back would bring it on. Doc prescribed air sickness tabs, but they didn't work. Not nice. Is the doctor not nice? Yeah. Or are the air sickness tab's not nice, or the whole situation. Well, one thing I would I would want her to check real quick is this other part about it's called the orthostatic stress test response, and it's part of like what we do when we look at blood pressure more uh, carefully. When you lay down, take your blood pressure, and look at your pulse because that same little meter also tells you your pulse. Mm-hmm. And then when you stand up, as you're standing up, start the meter again, and then check what your blood pressure and pulse are. And if your pulse changed more than 12 points, that's a really good little indicator that you have some blood pressure electrolyte issues. So if bending over and then standing up is is causing that, you'd want to look at like maybe it's the inner ear and something happening in the anatomy. But if you've got this thing where your pulse changes more than 12 points from resting to standing, you should look at your electrolytes. Right. And, and we do teach how to do that exact test in our free course too. But when you do that test, you can also look at your systolic number. And if that systolic, which is the top number, does not go up on the standing one, that can be an indication that your adrenals are a little bit tired and maybe they're being asked to do things that other parts of the body should be handling, mm-hmm. but maybe they can't because of low resources. Mm-hmm. But if adrenals are, are, are fatigued, that can be part of the problem of why blood is not getting to your head as well, um, along with the, a low blood pressure issue. So you can look at both of those things. Yeah. And before you just jump on like an adrenal stimulator yeah. or some sort of adaptogen, you'd want to look at like why maybe your endocrine system would be fatigued or maybe not fatigued, maybe underactive. So things like if you're not breaking down protein and creating nitrogen, your endocrine system, including your adrenals, is not going to run right. It just doesn't. It's kind of pissy because it wants that. Right. It's like an engine without gas. It's not going to go anywhere. Right. So don't blame the adrenals necessarily for them being the important thing. You need to take adrenal hormones or thyroid hormone. Look at like, does my system have the resources it needs to run? If it doesn't, it's not going to. Right. And we find that adrenals usually come right back as soon as the body gets the resources that it needs. Yeah. Judy from Denver, Colorado. There is a positional cure. Is there? That's a question. There was a question. <laughs> there is a pres- Is there a positional cure? And I think that what she's around. talking about is is this because this this uh, Epley maneuver thing and and it, and they use this what they call it is is BPPV, which is benign paroxysmal positional Easy for you to say. It's like all this long stuff, but they just call it BPPV. So you can look that up too and. And they're doing a lot of these positional maneuvers for that to try and move those stones around to get them in the right position. And that may be what she's talking about. If there's another one, I don't know it. But Maybe it's a sexual position she's talking about. Oh, I don't know. Hi, yeah, I'm experiment. To try. Right. <laughs> so, but I I spent a lot of years as a posture therapist, and we would we would actually see a lot of clients with vertigo. Tony and I immediately sit up. Yeah, straight. yeah. Let's talk about and that. And I slouch too inside. <laughs> but um. There, we had a lot of success with people um, in correcting their dizziness and vertigo. If it is like a rupture in your inner ear, this is not going to help. So you've got to deal with like whatever you can to fix your inner ear. But a lot of times it's because your head's literally on crooked. 
right? It's tilted. And um, we'll talk other about pressures and stuff, but if you look at your posture and your head is like your atlas is tilted, it's going to change like the the whole coordination and orientation that your brain and nervous system has and also where fluids flow in the inner ear. And for a lot of people, especially as you get older, your head will start to come forward more and it creates this strain on the muscles of the back mm-hmm. of the neck where they're always holding your head up and mm-hmm. it starts to shake. And you can imagine like how that could make you a little bit dizzy also. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I've even had clients that just had poor like hip stability, like they weren't very balanced in their in their like the muscles that should hold them up their postural muscles so they were dizzy when they stood or they felt really unbalanced and would lose their balance and like need a, a wall or a chair nearby because they were just really unstable on the on, like just a base structural right. muscular level and when we did some stuff to activate their gait muscles and their postural muscles all of a sudden they felt really grounded and they weren't shaky at all and we've done stuff to correct the shoulder hip position and head position and the head got level again and you know their 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 balance and stability would come back with that. Yeah, and so you can. Will has a lot of good information about posture stuff on his website too. So so where do they find that? Will? Yeah, if you go to mybodyofknowledge.net, you can just type in the little search box, uh, pain free, or um, even look under the section that says personal training. There's a section about what ideal posture looks like. It's and on some, Facebook too. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to uh, facebook.com forward slash my body of knowledge, you can find links to that. And there's lots of videos that can help you work on your alignment or even if you have particular joint pain or issues. And that's that's another big piece of the puzzle is getting your body to be stable. Right. And when you're at Will's site, uh, wish Ken a happy birthday there, too. <laughs> yeah. Just every place. Right, just just wherever you go. Getting <laughs> older. Just find places. All right. Thank you. Uh, Vicky from Edmonds, Washington. My vertigo is from an inner ear problem. Okay, so we know that yeah, one. Yeah, we know that one. We know that okay. one. We're okay with that. Video. All right. But, you know, one thing that I do want to say about that is that uh, it's so common that vertigo can be created from an inner ear issue that a lot of times I have seen people come to me and tell me that their vertigo is caused by an inner ear issue, and yet their blood pressure is, you know, 89 over 60. And when they lift it up a little bit, all of a sudden that quote-unquote inner ear issue improves. So mm-hmm. just look look at you too, just to make sure there's not something else going on. Yeah, and when you do look at like inner ear, if it was like a ruptured eardrum, like you were out inner tubing like I one time perforated my eardrum, and you kind of have to let that heal or talk to your doctor about what can be done to kind of repair that. But if it is caused by like an inflammation issue or fluid retention, that has a ton to do with your body chemistry, like Right. If your lymphatic system is congested, it has a lot to do with, you know, how strong is your digestion? Are you processing your foods well? Are you retaining electrolytes because of an anabolic-catabolic imbalance or pH imbalance? So learn what all those different points of balance are in your body by going through the digestive issues course, and then just work on all of them. You know, if they're out of whack, yeah. yeah if, they're out of if something whack. is really out of whack, then understand that. Oh well, let's see if this is might be a cause of it. Yeah, Pat. IMAX theaters make me feel dizzy. Don't go to IMAX theaters. It's good advice. Mm-hmm. We, we, we help people here. We're in the business of helping. of helping people. Exactly. Um, but they, I think that's very common because I've been to an IMAX um, because I'm fancy. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm real. Yeah, it's IMAX. Is, only is, goes Yeah, to only IMAX. cool people go there, I think, is, is what I heard. And um, that's like part of their announcement ahead of time. Like if you start... <laughs> You know, spinning or you're about to hurl, just run outside. Yeah. 
and nobody ran outside. I was kind of hoping that somebody would do it just to see right while they're running. Right. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't have an answer for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. God, we spent three minutes. But, it, <laughs> but it's it, you have to understand that if you're a person that deals with motion sickness issues and that kind of dizziness um, created from low resources, then the experience of an IMAX that can make you feel like you're in motion can could contribute to that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shauna from Mesa, Arizona. I do get vertigo when I'm up on the second floor and can see down. It usually only lasts for one to two days, but when it's affecting me, it really isn't fun at all. Happens to me my whole life now. Mm, I'm sorry, Shauna. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, too. Will, Will are you sorry? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be sorry. Okay, sure. cool. All right, so <laughs> we're all sorry. We're all on board with that. And that was someone else that that is interesting that it's only the second floor that's creating that and i wonder um she's talking about that it happens when she can see down not that it's the elevation but it's just the seeing down so again that could be the same situation where some type of fear of heights could be creating a stress to you Mm -hmm. cheryl i find when i'm working out hard i get dizzy if i kneel down or sit and then get up but not necessarily too fast could it be my glycogen stores are depleted? Is this the cause? Big I, word. I don't know that. I don't view it that that way because um, when glycogen score, stores are deleted, if your body needs more of that type of fuel, it will. It can often just um, you know break down tissue to use that. Uh, I view the dizziness coming on from more of a lack of minerals and, and sugars, both going low at the same time. So maybe, I don't know, it could be you burning too many sugars all up, but I don't know that I would view it as glycogen stores being depleted, would you? No, I, I keep trying to think of this metaphor of like if you had like a like a water balloon, I guess, that was like really... Can you put a camel in your metaphor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if like a, I just want a camel. So, OCD so if a camel was carrying a water balloon <laughs> by the little tip and it raised its head real quickly, if the water balloon was really full... There, it, there's not a lot of space within the water balloon for it to like oscillate and, and collapse and the fluid slosh around mm-hmm. because it's so full. And that's like a healthy blood pressure person. The, there's a re- quick response time just because of the amount of pressure and fluid in the little water balloon. But if it's not quite full, it can slosh around a lot. Like as you, like, if you're like tossing, if the camel was juggling the water balloon, <laughs> right, right. Right? Like it, it would it'd be like sloshy a lot and harder to juggle. Right. So, just like a camel would want a well-filled water balloon for when it, all the times it's juggling, you would want enough blood pressure in there to keep that osmotic pressure there so the blood just stays dispersed. And that makes it easier for your heart also, which is why if you have good electrolyte levels, your heart doesn't freak out when you stand up. It doesn't like start beating way faster just to try to push enough blood to your brain. Something like when you're getting up from an exercise, whether you're kneeling or seated or whatever, if you have enough osmotic pressure, it'll just disperse well and stay uh, and stay like in your brain and your muscles right so you could be right Cheryl it could uh, that, yeah Cheryl has asked that um, it, it, the glycogen stores could be affecting that but I don't want you to view it that way because I don't want you to focus on trying to fix your you know increase glycogen stores because there's just so much stores that you get um, but if you can increase other mineral things or or keep your sugars from spiking and crashing to where they're more steady then uh, you could improve that situation. Cool. Water balloon. Dita, 
Every time I lay down, my head spins like I've been drinking tequila. And any time I roll to another position while laying down, my head spins again. What causes this, and what can I do to stop it? And when you look at the stuff about the BPPV, you do hear a lot of anecdotal anecdotal, uh, people saying stuff like that. And so I wonder if that can be a cause. But in the same way that um, people can be dealing with motion sickness, low resource type of stuff, that can affect it too. Just when uh, you're changing a position of and having blood need to go to another area all of a sudden, it can create that panic and low resources in specific parts or go into your brain and you just get dizzier. Mm-hmm. Cool. Shane from Alcoa, Tennessee. Mine is caused by two things. I have chronic, one, I have chronic sinus stuff 24-7, 12 months of the year. Two, I tend to have low blood pressure. Mix those two and some mornings get, getting ready for work is interesting. <laughs> I wonder what she does. I wonder what, I, putting, I guess putting pants on, you end yeah, up on the ground her, kind of her thing. Her lipstick probably looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, poor thing. Because really, if somebody's really dealing with this, like hardcore, it really sucks. Because like, imagine just feeling like so... Yeah, being wasted everywhere you right. go and not being and able not to stand. And not having the fun part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you think of like the do- the ear, nose, and throat doctors. Like Those all go together for a reason. Right. They're all connected. So when you look at like stuffy sinuses, like that's definitely a- affecting the pressure in your inner ear. So when you look at like a congested lymphatic system like that is that could definitely contribute to vert- sensations of vertigo and you'd want to look at like what is making my lymphatic fluid congested. Usually it's from proteins that aren't bro- being broken down well and they get trapped in the lymph nodes, but it can also come from other toxins that your body is just maybe even from healthy food you're not that you're not breaking down well or straight toxins that you're eating or maybe you're not moving enough to circulate your lymph well it could be all those things there could also be some type of infection uh in your sinuses Mm -hmm. that has um that antibiotics are not working so well for uh there's you know you can do steps like trying some different types of antimicrobials in a neti pot type of thing and you can kind of look that up it's a kind of a thing where you you put this warm salt water in a little pot and you stick it in your nose and then you pour it in your nose and it drains through your all your sinuses and it's kind of like you're waterboarding yourself. It's pretty awesome. That would be fun to do during a vertigo spell, I'm sure. Yeah, it would be a good time. Drowning <laughs> like while you're surfing. surfing. That's exactly. not, like, while you're that's out not of balance. Good advice. Oh, right, but um, it's such an easy step and can be effective for people who have chronic sinus infections if that's the issue for you. Christine... Recently, I've been experiencing crippling vertigo while sitting at my desk. While completely still, this wave hits me. I don't even know what's up and down. I went to my doctor and he says, maybe something in your labyrinth. Shrugged me off and called it a day. Should I press my doctors for more answers or is this a dead end that I will have to cope with? Thanks so much. Well, he sounds like a really good doctor, so I would go yeah. back and ask him. I'm gonna die. What I'm does gonna, that even mean? I'm gonna Something prescribe in the you. I'm gonna prescribe you some. Sorry about your luck. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, 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 in my understanding, there, from what I remember, it's part of your inner ear. Oh. There's like all these little tubes and stuff uh-huh. in there, and that's. And I think that was one of the one of the chunks or something. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't think that you are stuck with it. I never. 
I never think that, really. I always think that... Unless she actually is on a dead-end street. Right. If she's on a dead-end street right but now, then she might can be, be safe, So that might be great. Um, but I always think there's something. So the first thing is, look at what's going on with you. Look and see where your blood pressure is and see if that's an issue. That's number one. And then if it's not, then there are doctors who do those eye tests to see uh, if there is that BPPPV issue going on so i would look into that too but when you find a doctor that says sorry about your luck you know it just may not be in his training but there's always someone else who specializes in this or maybe they look at it from a natural point of view that might be able to help you look at some other things jojo this year for the first time ever my sinuses have made me dizzy slash vertigo at first i didn't know what was wrong with me i thought i had high blood pressure or something like that or ear infection i was very stunned to find that it was my sinuses causing all this craziness so i'm okay with that i don't back to the ears and the sinuses and all that being and then we can also mention something we talked about before we talked about allergies on the previous episode where if you find yourself in a parasympathetic imbalance you may be dealing with more sort of allergy symptoms like sinus problems so you Mm -hmm. might want to check and see like are you tilted that way and if you are you can push yourself to be a little bit more sympathetic or understanding of other people's problems (laughs) sympathetic i mean it's more in the fight or flight which is the opposite of the parasympathetic state if you can balance that part of your nervous system out then it can maybe relieve some of these sinus issues right and that could be that, that may be enough to help Mm-hmm. Linda from Goshen, Indiana. I, I was in Goshen, Indiana for a hot second. It's an interesting place. We shot this little film there. Uh, my aunt was having terrible vertigo, and they finally figured out it was from her Diet Coke. <laughs> Don't tell Tony, because he loves that, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Anything with That's Diet a, Coke. I'm pretty excited about that little story <laughs> that just happened right there. Um, and that could be a, a lot of different issues contributing to that i mean the the list would be long but it's good she got rid of diet coke because it's evil even yeah. though i love the way it tastes I mean, even though they sponsor the show I yeah mean, we still exactly. we can't can't tell people to drink it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how bad it is there are sponsors and we still won't tell people to drink it uh tammy shelbyville tennessee after ruling out everything that cause, can cause vertigo, sinuses, lupus, MS, heart, etc., I was sent for hearing and balance testing, and my diagnosis is bilateral Meniere's disease. We think that's how it's said, Meniere's disease. That's fine. And a lot of times that they're, uh, they view this with uh, as there's a buildup of fluid in the inner ear, and it, some people say it's possible to be caused by an infection. But one thing that's really interesting to me, and this is not something that I know, it's just interesting to me, is that um, they often link uh, this disease with tinnitus. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about it on another episode before. And tinnitus is when a person just has a ringing in their ear, like all the time or most of the time. Um, and I have seen quite a number of people who were dealing with tinnitus and I didn't understand it I don't know why but they had major digestive issues and when they fixed their digestive issues and the body could actually get resources the ringing just stopped in their head and it was people that uh, they were getting calls in their head all day for no reason other people uh, got in an accident and it was like there was like a trauma that where it started um, but it, it just stopped and I still today I have no idea why but 
I wonder if there's some link in there that whatever's causing that is also causing some type of fluid buildup in the inner ear. And I, I don't know, but I think, you know, if you also poop once a month, you know, or have some other digestive issue where you're burping or bloating or diarrhea or some other major issue, um, it might be worth looking at, you know, what happens when I fix digestion? Does Everything else too? gets fixed, really. I mean, it can, I it hate can to happen. say it. I know, I know but you But then you're like, your blood pressure, your electrolyte deficiency, all that stuff. Right. Because even if you're doing all the right steps, if your digestion isn't working, it's useless. Right, no, You're no, eating no healthy for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except that it's fun to chew on. Oh, Organic stuff is more fun to chew on. What? Organic food. Oh, okay. I'll have to say. I don't know if it's more fun than like a piece of pizza. I gotta, I gotta argue with that. Yeah, it's more fun. No, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you could have organic pizza, I guess, at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, so it's all about digestion. Amber from Claire, Michigan. Can I be the president of this club too? Sometimes after heavy lifting and cardio, I get dizzy. Usually after I work with my trainer. Sometimes Gatorade helps. Other times I just curl up on the floor and take a nap. They frown on that though. Why does exercise make my experience make me experience these things? Amber from Kenneth's closet. That's scary. That is kind of scary. Huh. I really think that one day you're going to find Amber. Yeah, in your I'm closet. going to open my closet door and be. Oh my God! There's Amber. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be in a kilt. Yeah, uh, lifting uh-huh. something heavy. Right. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. Um, so look at what, what Gatorade is. I mean, it, well, first of all, it's just sugar, but it's also electrolytes, and that's what they are always about. So if that's helping you, then you know that it's a, likely an elect- a low electrolyte, sugar's going too low issue. But that doesn't mean that Gatorade is the answer. Mm. Aww. Crime Pete, Amber. Gatorade's also another sponsor, and we won't even <laughs> you know, give them a plug. Uh-huh. I wonder what's going to happen if we ever have an actual yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Oh, digestion could be our toilet paper should be our sponsor. Exactly, that should be they should sponsor this show. Exactly. Um, Okay, so bring us home, Will. What? What? If if people are spinning around and it sucks so much, um, what should be their first step to just try and find some kind of relief? Yeah, the first thing should look at their blood pressure, and if it's low, take the steps that we talk about of how to fix that in the digestive issues course, fixing the electrolyte deficient imbalance. That's number one. And then number two, I'd say, is look at the other aspects of your body chemistry, like if you're a fast or slow oxidizer, or you're stuck in the parasympathetic or sympathetic state, or even pH imbalances, those can all kind of contribute to feeling dizzy and out of it and spacey. And then lastly, look at your um, body position and your posture and make sure that your head's on straight. You know, it's one other thing I do, we totally forgot to mention is that you know, potassium is a big deal in this effort for signals to travel. It kind of closes that loop where uh, the the body will say, you know, this is what happened, or the brain will say to the body, do this, and then the body will say, this is what happened, but that this is what happened doesn't make it back to the brain if there's not enough potassium. And that doesn't mean that you need to supplement potassium, but uh, if your digestion is not working well, you won't be able to pull the potassium out of the food and then you can be low, and that can be causing a lot of these issues too. So that's a super big deal. Um, the other thing to look at is um, it might be worth finding a doctor who understands how to do the tests for BPPV, and you can Google all that stuff and find a lot of information. That's not something that we know a lot about, but since it's common enough to probably account for you know, 20, 30% of the major cases out there, it might be worth looking into, especially if your blood pressure is not super low. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think those are the main steps that you want to look at, see if you can find answers. So if you if you found something here that that helps you, then uh, give us a review on iTunes and be like, oh, that was fun, that was jazzy, or why didn't he shut up about that, or happy birthday, Kenna. Just put exactly. something. <laughs> and if you review. hate us, then just, you know, don't say anything. Be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, be quiet. But do tune in again. Yeah, yeah, because we might say something. Because there's got to be. A, I mean, why are you still listening? Yeah. That sounds weird. Seems weird. I'll try to stop being so annoying. It's not going to probably happen, but yeah. I can lessen it a little. I gave up trying. On I know he's been trying for seven years. Um, if you want to learn more about how to look at your chemistry and learn about your digestion, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at KickItInTheNuts.com. Also, go over and check out my body of knowledge. Uh, dot net on will and uh, yeah that's that's about it and tune in next week for our next topic which I don't know what it'll be but it'll be something it'll be a camel in there mm-hmm. it'll be a camel with OCD uh huh happy birthday to oh, you thanks happy boys happy birthday and fade out ah <laughs>